Hey y'all. Hey. Southside of Wakanda podcast. We're back. We got a mini podcast for you guys. Well, actually, it's, it's not going to be very many. Not today. We were on vacation last week. And so, the week before. And the week before. <laughs> so we are doing two episodes in one today. We're going to be talking about Loki episode four, the, the Nexus, Nexus event. event. And Loki episode five, which is called, I wrote it down somewhere maybe. No, Journey into a Mystery. Yes, there we go. Um, sorry, so episode four, this episode opens up on an alternate Asgard, and we see a young Sylvie who is playing with toys alone by herself, and then here comes the TVA Hunters and Ravonda, who was known as Agent, well, A23, and she arrests her for crimes against the sacred timeline. Now, what was her crime? Because she wasn't even doing shit. She wasn't. And I'm like, what the fuck is a child? I feel like this is like, it's either a plot hole or it's like a red herring to something that's going to happen because when Loki was arrested, it's because he clearly deviated. He right. stole an Infinity Stone. He was going to go fuck up other shit. So they took him, but she was not doing anything. So it led me to believe like, or it led me to think, was her, um, what do they call it? Nexus event? Yeah, her Nexus event. Was it just being a girl? But when but they, they would have gotten her when she was a baby, right? So I was like, yeah, that confused me. So we and see, they don't really explain it. So maybe I'm hoping in the last gonna, episode, yeah, hopefully, because it, it doesn't make any sense. But or the TVA is just some assholes. Yeah, I mean it's it's looking like that. No, I think it's one hundred percent confirmed. Yeah, they are assholes. <laughs> so we go with her through the intake process, and at the trial. She pickpockets a temp pad from Ravonda and then just dips, basically. Is it Ravonda or Ravana? I thought it was Ravonda. Oh, no, Slayer. I, I probably have written it down wrong. I, I probably was writing it down wrong all along, even like if I had thought it was Ravana. <laughs> I spelled it like six different ways. So it could be Ravonda. <laughs> Y'all know who we talking about. Y'all dang. know the black girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so we see all these memories that... Um, we, we're seeing this backstory as Ravonda is like, you know, thinking about them to herself as she prepares to go in to talk to the timekeepers. And this is where we get like our first glimpse of them. They're three beings in shadow and smoke and they just have glowing eyeballs and they're in this room. But they're not shown in its entirety yet. Right. So I was like excited when I saw them, but then I was just like... Mm. But I didn't know what to think at this point. I had, uh, I, I think we'll get to it, but I wrote a note before it actually happened. I was like... Wizard of Oz? No, I said that the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> I said that the very first episode. I kept screaming, Wizard of Oz! <laughs> I know. I and then I was just like, uh, oh, it was when they actually went down there later. So we can talk mm-hmm. about it when we get to it. Okay. So at this point, like when she comes out of the room, Mobius approaches her and they're like having a little conversation. She tells him that the timekeepers are upset about this whole variant situation and how they can't keep things under control. And she says the timekeepers are all that stand between us and full on calamity. So dramatic. Yeah, it was very dramatic. And so he asks what happens to C20, which is the girl from episode three. Who likes the margaritas. Yeah. As she should. And then um, she tells him that she is killed. She was killed because her brain was fried and she was just like spouting out like nonsense. And Mobius like, 
he's kind of resistant to it, but he still like believes her. Mm-hmm. And but he he, just, no, he doesn't let it go though. Yeah, he accepts it in the moment. And so back on Lamentis, we have Sylvie and Loki who are pretty much waiting to die. We see like the moon or whatever planet that is is like approaching on the horizon. And Sylvie tells Loki her backstory basically and how she had been escaping the TVA this whole time. And pretty much like she grew up. She says, I grew up in the, the ends of a thousand worlds. And um, in my notes, I wrote down, the universe wants to break free so it manifests chaos. Like I me being born too. the goddess of mischief. Look at us. I wrote that down too. As soon as that created a big enough detour from the sacred timeline, the TVA showed up, erased my reality, and took me prisoner. I was just a child. So I think she, like us, is under the impression that her being born a girl is what the problem was. But she was saying that obviously it didn't cause that much of a deviation when she was born. Mm -hmm. So what was she doing at the point that it caused enough of a deviation for them to come get her? Because they make it seem like as soon as there's like a branch off, they they jump into action Mm -hmm. but obviously they let her get to what like eight years old yeah maybe they thought or maybe they knew where she was gonna go and they were trying to get rid of her before all of these things happened and they just played into how it was supposed to happen did that make sense yeah like time is a flat circle yeah whatever yeah sure <laughs> i know exactly what you mean yeah that what whatever was supposed to happen was going to happen regardless and then while they were trying to stop it it ended up happening anyway yes exactly thank you i'm picking up what you're putting down baby girl <laughs> <laughs> so hunter b15 and mobius are searching for the variants and finally see their nexus event um and then they are brought back through a little portal just in time before they were killed or whatever so my question is, what triggered this Nexus event? Because Mobius doesn't even know. He thought it's because they were like falling in love, but I don't. I don't know. So okay, obviously we get a little bit more in like the fifth episode, but I'm wondering, was it just like the absence of self-loathing? Because we know they were being selfless. Yeah, and they were being vulnerable. Two Lokis being vulnerable mm-hmm. also while also like developing feelings for one another. Yeah. I think that's kind of what caused it. Yeah, it was like a very it was like out of uh character for them. Yeah. They And then it was that two moment, of them at the same time. And in they the clearly same just timeline. changed everything about themselves in that moment, really. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that that's what what it was. Or it was the fact that they were about to die and maybe they weren't supposed to die. I like the first one better. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, don't know what it was. I like it better that if it was, like, them, like, changing themselves and allowing themselves to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and allowing themselves to, like, kind of be in a position where they can, like, love somebody yeah. genuinely, even if it is them. <laughs> yeah. I think that I like that better than it just being, like, oh, they were in danger. Yeah. Because they were in danger the whole damn time. They were. Um, and then, well, I don't, I wrote down that Sylvie says, do you think what makes a Loki a Loki is that we're destined to fail? And then Loki tries to like lift her spirits by saying they aren't meant to lose. They're fighters, they're survivors. And this triggers like an emotional response from her. Mm -hmm. So maybe like just that interaction, that like little boost of self-confidence that neither one of them really had before. Right. 
is what like set off the alarms or whatever. But whatever it was, they're back at the TVA. They and get they separated. Said he, he said, "We lose painfully, but we survive." Yeah. I hope that means that both Loki's are alive at the end of this. I hope so too. I don't want to say goodbye to Tom Hiddleston again. I don't want to say goodbye to Sylvie. I do really like her. Yeah, me too. I want to see more of her. Um, so they get back. They're separated. Uh, Mobius uh, tell well he tr- Loki tries to tell Mobius that the TVA is lying to them, but he's just like whatever and throws him into that time prison that he has to experience. Lady Sif, Dormammu. <laughs> That's what that reminds me of. I have a bargain. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely was. <laughs> and yeah, she's just beating him and berating berating him over and over and over until eventually he broke breaks down i'm like that would literally be torturous it is it was so cruel cruel and unusual that was <laughs> oh my god that would be so terrible it reminds me of like um because you know i had to binge watch lucifer and in hell on this tv show it's pretty much the same thing like you're in a time loop of your worst moment where you're just like experiencing guilt and you just have to live that out forever and like he says in the show like it's a prison of your own making and it's that's pretty much like what this was i love that yeah it's it's so sick that is like poetic (laughs) yeah um especially how she like keeps telling him like you're alone and you always Mm -hmm. will be like that shit's thing especially especially like as he's on this journey and he's been said like Mobius in like the first episode he is just basically like Loki's cause like destruction everywhere they go mm-hmm. and they're always going to be alone like literally that's kind of been like a drive-in theme yeah. so hopefully that means that at the end of it he's not alone yeah but because he has been getting dragged in every episode yes you're a every, narcissist you're yes, conceited you're all of this yeah exactly so hopefully I don't know that changes but that would freaking hurt my soul I, man and at the end he was so broken down like he apologized to her and shit and then she came back in there whooped his ass again I was like I was hoping that when he had that realization it would stop yeah I thought so too and it, it fucking didn't <laughs> I was like damn but okay so after like while he's in there dealing with that Mobius asks Ravonda if he can interview Sylvie and she playfully tries to like tell him no like you know you don't want to tell somebody no but he keeps pushing it and then she mm-hmm. finally like puts her foot down obviously she's hiding something and in this conversation with hunter b15 mobius tells her what loki said and that motivated hunter b15 to go and talk to sylvie by herself right which is what mobius should have done he should have mm-hmm. just went in there but he's still in this point where he's trying to you know follow the rules and it's this whole tba team thing so um, Mobius goes in there and um, Loki is telling him, well, he pulls him out of the time cell and then they're like getting into an argument and Loki just breaks down and tells him like, y'all are all variants. You have former lives, you have memories and she, Sylvie can access them. Meanwhile, Hunter B-15 is doing exactly that. Mm-hmm. They snuck into the actual timeline so that she could use her powers and stuff. And Mobius, like he's trying not to believe it but I think the fact that she wouldn't let him talk to Sylvie and that she killed um, Hunter C-20 and just, you know, the general whole mystery of the timeline, the TBA, is what made him start thinking like, okay. Because he's probably had some type of 
memory or dream or something that obviously he still has this like mm-hmm. passion for jet skis and stuff like that. So I just feel like he probably had like this nagging feeling all along or else like why would he be so quick to believe him? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think that he probably is just like, that's probably why I want a jet ski. He said the math ain't math. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So he, after this, like him and Ravonda have like a little meeting. They're going over this, like some paperwork and kind of celebrating the fact that both of the Loki variants are in their custody. And then like, he's, you know, kind of playing along with it, but his plan all along was to steal her temp pad, which he does. And, um, he, like goes off to like the library area looks like mm-hmm. and pulls up the interview and so he sees a C20 and what everything that she was saying and he sees how you know she was killed and Ravonda was right there and she was like okay cut this shit off so he helps Loki escape the time cell and then you know Ravonda comes in and catches them she figures out that that's not her temp pad and then Mobius is pruned they killed him that was real sad. I did not see that coming. I know. I was like, what? Yeah. I did not expect that at all. And I was sad. No, that actually did make me really sad. Yeah. Um, no. So- I, oh, I put, they pruned Mobius and my jaw dropped. I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, I was expecting them to like put him in jail or something. Like it was so quick, like a split second decision. And... I honestly think that they made that decision because of the stuff that he was saying and the other hunters were right there. Like, everything that she does, even in episode five, is damage control. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. She didn't want it to uh, snowball into getting, like, and then all the other hunters are like, wait, what? We used to be freaking variants. We had real lives. Right. But you know what? What happens between, like, the difference between Mobius and Hunter B-15 is, like, I don't know if I want to say, like, one is clearly smarter than the other, but she knew how to play the game because she was finding out the exact same information that Mobius was finding out, but she kept it to herself so that Sylvie and Loki could continue to do what they were supposed to do, which was go before the timekeepers. So, while in the elevator... Sylvie asked Ravonda, like, what was my Nexus event? Like, do you remember me? What was my Nexus event? And then she said, I don't remember. Which well, she, she clearly remembers if she yeah. has. She has this vendetta yeah. against this girl. You gonna remember. She definitely remembers. She remember everything about it, every second of it. Mm-hmm. And I think she was just trying to, like, get under her skin. Yep, as, as, as if, like, you were just another variant. Yeah. I don't remember it. And I won. She mm-hmm. wanted to win so fucking bad. So, uh. <laughs> quite, quite the little bitch. Yes. Um. And so it the, was. It was at this part that I was like, the timekeepers look like um, like Chuck E. Cheese. Yes. Animatronics. This is. The, I wrote down like I kept screaming Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I, and I guess so did everybody else because I started watching TikToks afterwards and everybody was mentioning the Wizard of Oz. So it definitely was. I that. said it first. so my real question is like who is pulling the strings because hunter b15 shows up she frees loki they get into a fight and eventually sylvie beheads the uh timekeeper and we see it's a robot so i'm like who knew i feel like ravonda had to have known but i'm not sure 
she don't seem dumb and she right. has been in front of the timekeepers it clearly looks like it is not a real person or a real being right and well, if they are like these like godlike creatures why do why like why would they just be in a basement somewhere yeah or in like a room like yeah. has it been times where she's walked in there and they're not in there exactly yeah it doesn't make any fucking sense and then it's just, well, I mean, me as a viewer, I was like, okay, these echoey voices, the bad CGI. Because we've seen some excellent CGI from No, Marvel. it was terrible. It was so cartoonish. I think it was it was purposefully yeah. that way. It had to have been. Because I was like, okay, this is clearly fake. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing that made me realize, like, oh, this is fake, is when they're doing this whole fight and then Sylvie like starts to come towards them and then one of them was just like can we talk like can we negotiate like mm-hmm. if you're an all knowing all powerful why are you negotiating with Sylvie yeah now you fighting for your life <laughs> for what so they they do fight and Ravonda is a better fighter than I expected her to be yeah like she she was not she wasn't no hoe basically and they fought, fought for a while and I really loved the small details because Sylvie and Loki are having a great time in this fight. Like, they're both, like, smiling and shit, doing their little tricks. And I was like, look at Odin kids. <laughs> one in the same. Yes, it very much reminded me of, like, all the Thor movies because, you know, Thor is always having a great time when he's fighting. He loves what people ask. <laughs> so they, they beat up all the TVA cops. Um, they beheaded the timekeeper. And... Before Loki can tell Sylvie something about what happened on Lamentis, Ravonda pruned him. And I was just like, oh my like, God. Are you freaking kidding me? Before we find out, find out like what happens like in episode five, I'm like, so they just going to kill Loki on his show? Right. So I'm like, is the rest but, of the show just going to be Sylvie? or Right. But it's just like, I guess technically she Loki too. So Pretty much. <laughs> and I thought that she was going to kill Ravonda, but she told her like, you're going to tell me everything that you know. And I was just like, good fucking luck with that. No, seriously. And then we get our post-credit scene. When Loki wakes up, he says, is this hell? Am I dead? And I thought that was cute. Like, oh, he still thinks hell is a thing. (laughs) And and they say, like, no, you will be, but you need to come with us. And then we see all the other, well, a couple variants. Some variant Lokis. Mm -hmm. And an alligator Loki. So, I mean, we've seen episode five, but I did write down in my notes, like, when you look behind them, it kind of looks like they're in, like, a dystopian New York. Like, there are buildings. One of the buildings look like Avengers Tower a little bit. He was laying on, like, grass. So, I was just, like, at that point, I thought he might have been on, like, an alternate version of Earth. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, we find out that that's not, you know. Not that. That ain't what happened. No. Um, but I did write down like the T the TVA gives me Scientology vibes. Why you say that? Because they like worship like these alien things basically, and they're like a fucking cult. Like when you come in, they take you into this little room and do like the interviews. And I know they do that with Scientology. And I was just I don't know. I was approached by Scientologists when I lived in Portland. Really? And they were like, "Oh, it's like a free movie," and I'm like. And then my ex was just like, Shanine, no. (laughs) I saw some TikTok about these people who like they went in there and they like they locked the doors on us. Like we had to try to escape. Yes. 
yeah <laughs> oh my god that's so scary <laughs> um and then like mobius mentioned something about vampires in this episode and i was like blade oh my god what, Blade. Did, he, what did he say he said we brought in the kree titans vampires he was when he was talking to Ravonda. I don't remember the exact moment, but mm-hmm. that's what he said. And I didn't even think about it at first. I thought about the about zombies because there had there was a, a Avengers comic um, when all of the Avengers were uh, zombies, and then there was Night of the Living Deadpool when he was killing everybody because uh-huh. that's what he does. Um, and just I thought that was like I thought that would be so cool. And then I started thinking about Deadpool. And, like, Deadpool could technically come and kill the whole entire TVA because he's killed all of the Avengers before and the writers. Because, like, you know, he breaks the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. Prison Andy read this comic. And so he, like, breaks out of the comic. He's in, like, the, the writer's room. He kills all of the writers. And then I think he tried to kill God, too. Oh. Yeah, it, wow. it, it was interesting. Wow. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I, yeah, when um I realized that it was zombies, I mean, it was not zombies, it was actually vampires. Then I remembered that we are getting a Blade movie eventually. They so already like, have a director in a. And Mahershala Ali yeah, is going to be Blade. A, yep. So I was like, oh, that's cute. So let's get into episode five because I feel like that answered some of the questions that we had and posed some new ones. So, and this one, in Journey into Mystery, Sylvie forces Ravonda to tell her everything. But of course she's lying. She ain't going to say nothing. Yeah. Like. She was lying. She was 100% lying. Her and Miss Minutes. No, exactly. I had said that. I was, oh, I wrote that down. I was just like, Miss Minutes is is full of fucking shit. She is. Oh, I'm just, just a minute. Right. And it was so obvious. It was. That's what I was saying. I'm like, come on, Sylvie. She's just like, yeah, just little shifty eyeballs mm-hmm. <laughs> in, a, in a real life cartoon. But eventually, she did catch on to it. Thank God. Um, and then they got into it. But she ended up pruning herself, and because she knew it would go into the void. So I guess she trusted Ravonda when she talked told her about the void. Right. She told her that the. Um branch timelines are not reset so they say reset the timeline i wonder if the hunters even know that but they say reset the timeline but they're not actually resetting it they're just transferring it to a void which is at the end of time mm-hmm. which how how is there an end of time i don't yeah i just i don't get it <laughs> Every time they answer one thing, it poses like three more questions. A, a million for me. more questions. And then, like, the fact that they get to the void and there's all these different, like, Lokis. I don't know. Like, when I imagined how a Loki variant would be, I figured he would look the same, have the same power sets, have the same life and things, but just be slightly different. But they're all completely different. But, okay, so say there's a freaking alligator Loki. There's a freaking black Loki. Mm -hmm. And if Loki is, well, as a female Loki, like, that's just a 50-50. But wouldn't it be a variant? No, but wouldn't it be a variant if Odin or somebody was black and had a black 
like he was full black he wasn't mixed yeah so it was like wouldn't that have been like the variant like a deviation from the timeline mm-hmm. how did a alligator become loki it wouldn't that be like a freaking right deviation like what why didn't y'all cut this like nip it in the bud right <laughs> so it's like how did it even get to the point that there were this many loki variants and then don't they say like there's one timeline right but obviously that's not true Obviously, Yeah. And there were only two Lokis that were different versions of the current Loki. And that was Kid Loki mm-hmm. and Old Loki. The right. Other, those are the only ones that were the same being. Right. That's what I got. That's what I gathered. Yeah. Because he said he they basically lived the same life. Yeah. Up until a, like a different point. But like they had the same life. So it's just like, I don't know. That kind of confused me. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, how... Where did these other Lokis come from? Yes. Like, how how did they come about without it already being the Nexus event? Right. Yes. We're on the same page okay. of confusion. Because I don't, I don't understand either. <laughs> did you see that it was a, a helicopter named Thanos? Yes, I did. <laughs> Apparently, like, I, I watched some, like, uh, Easter egg video. In the comics, Thanos has a helicopter. And it had it says Thanos on it. Okay, because I was just like, was Thanos a helicopter in a different <laughs> age? Like, what is happening? <laughs> so, okay, I want to talk about Ravonda because I want to know how much she knew. I don't believe that she didn't suspect this was an illusion the entire time. Or maybe she did, but she did not care. That has to be it. I think she just don't care. If mm. she's in a p- position of power and, you know, she is, it doesn't affect her. Yeah. Maybe she the only one that hasn't been pruned. I mean, not pruned, but hasn't been, like, reset. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or maybe she just has this blind loyalty. It could be the fact that she knows that if she dismantles the TVA, she doesn't have that power. Because she the head bitch in charge. True. So... She's a judge. Yeah. Like, she just, she probably crazy. She just like to kill people. Definitely. And I know when she was talking to Hunter B-15, because after the last episode, they put her in jail, like a little cell or whatever. And she mentions that the TVA needs order. And she's just trying to avoid chaos. I don't, I don't know. But Hunter B-15, she suspects that Ravonda is trying to find out who is uh, actually behind everything. And she's trying to figure out before Sylvie does. And Hunter B-15 was like, good fucking luck with that because it's not going to happen. Right. And, yeah, I, I believe her. So, after that, she, and I'm going out of order at this point, but Ravonda asks Miss Minutes to find her all the files from the beginning of time so she can figure it out. But I think Miss Minutes is going to send her off. I think Miss Minutes is the real person in charge. She probably is. I literally made that note. Yes. I think I made I uh, was saying that like in the second episode because like why would they go through so much trouble to show Miss Minutes and like she's this being that nobody ever talks about like she can appear out of nowhere mm-hmm. when she like steps on things you can hear her footsteps and stuff and she's like sentient yeah it's, it probably is Miss Minutes I, I wrote it as a joke but like I was kind of <laughs> like yo she is is like the little like castle thing at the end it's probably a woman in there that's running the freaking show that's kind of like has like a a projection type of power and Mm -hmm. that's how she projects herself or something look i wouldn't be surprised honestly anything could happen honestly as they've shown 
anything is possible. Mm-mm. Anything is possible. <laughs> so, okay. So let's talk about the void a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's a wasteland for things pruned by the TBA and it sits at the end of time. It's guarded by Elias, who is a sky smoke monster who eats all of the interstellar trash. And in the void, uh, Loki is taken back to like the base camp of these other Lokis that found him. The four Which is of them. pretty cool. Yeah, and it was like filled with this like random shit from other timelines. Like they were in there drinking boxed wine. And I just thought that, that was really like elite Loki energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love me some boxed wine. And it was like a bowling alley, but it was mm-hmm. curved. Like it wasn't a straight line. It and was, it was underground. And it was, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know how they found that shit, but they made it work. They had all these like random ass furniture in there. And Loki is like... The kid Loki was the king Loki. Yeah, a little makeshift throne. Mm -hmm. And they went through and like talked about how they all ended up there. So kid Loki killed Thor, which was giving me big school shooter vibes. No, I'm like... like, Killed your brother. And you're like... And you're a child. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ooh. Like, obviously the beef grows with Loki and Thor as he's older and it just kind of... Yeah. It takes its full form when they're adults. Right. What was Thor doing to you at 10? And I felt like at that age, like they were still like very much brotherly and they just were, you know, doing little kid shenanigans, not contemplating murdering each other. Like Jesus Christ. That was, woof. Yeah. (laughs) Then classic Loki, he said he tricked Thanos into believing that he killed him with an illusion and then he just drifted into space and lived in solitude for a long time because he felt like everywhere he went, just chaos and destruction happened and he just wanted to be away from everything and everybody. But then he got lonely and he, he said he missed his mi- brother. Yeah, he missed his brother. So as soon as he tried to take any steps to get off of that planet, the TBA showed up and pruned him. So as long as he stayed alone, he's not affecting anything. Yeah. Which that's it's sad. That's really sad. Um, and then alligator Loki, they said he ate the wrong neighbor's cat. I don't know if that was just like a joke or an offhand comment or if that's what actually happened, but how would they know? I don't know. I mean, well, they, they could can, they can kind of understand him. Yeah, that's true. But like, <laughs> I don't know. Like when they said that, I imagined how uh i guess it was like the first episode it's just like oh i was supposed to leave at 10:05, and i left mm-hmm. at 10 6 and now i'm a variant you know what i mean yeah like, i kind of he had two neighbors on the right and the left of him and he was supposed to go to the right but he went to the left and now he a variant yeah. that's literally how i how i uh read that yeah i yeah i, I think so if that if that's what happened that sucks though but and then boastful Loki, he lied and said that he killed Cap and Iron Man and ended up with the Infinity Stones, and they never even like say what actually happened. No, but so I, his yeah, he's boastful Loki. So is he like liar Loki? Uh, I guess. Loki's a liar though, right? Maybe he just takes it to the next level. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. So pretty much right after like this conversation, uh, Loki attempts to leave because he wants to go and kill Elias. But when he tries to leave, he sees the other Loki variants that found them because boastful Loki traded, like yeah, turned on them. He turned on them in exchange for shelter and supplies. He would get an army and the throne. And then President Loki was like, "Actually, no, 
I'm gonna just take everything. I thought that it was so funny. Like President Loki had every everybody on his team had like his little campaign <laughs> pins and stuff. Like I thought that that was so funny. I was like, are you campaigning in the void? Yes. You want to be president of of Garbage Town? You want to be king of garbage? And that's pretty much what boastful Loki was like. They just want to be. They want to rule. They yeah, don't care. Wherever kid, they are, kid Loki wanted to rule the Lokis that he was with. Boastful Loki wanted to rule every like what. And then Loki, like our Loki, was just back in the cut, embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was like when you see like your Facebook statuses from like two thousand and three. Oh my god! <laughs> it was the same thing. Oh my cringe! Like, like I did this. Yes. This is me. <laughs> That's uh, not like no. Nah, this got to be a different person. It couldn't like, have been uh, so. I did. Then they dipped out, and um, he tried to tell them like his plan. Like, I am getting out of here. I'm going to kill that smoke monster, and y'all can help me. And they were just looking at him like, yeah, I don't know about any of that. Right. But thankfully. Um, uh, what's that girl name? Sylvie. <laughs> what's that girl name? Sylvia Mobius show up, and eventually they find Loki and the other variants, and they form a plan. So Loki just wanted to kill him. He really didn't think anything past that. But so- Sylvie is like, I'm gonna enchant him, and everybody doubts her, but she is like a hundred thousand percent confident. Yeah, because when she was running, and she had like had her powers going a little bit, mm-hmm. and the little smoke monster thing had just touched her a little bit mm-hmm. and she was able to see like a vision of something yeah so she's just like that I was enough yeah. yeah she was like i could do this oh and i wanted to say like after the whole like fight scene in the bunker and they got out i was like the loki like self-hate was at an all-time high like especially with classic loki like mm-hmm. he called them the god of outcasts he said we're all meant to die he said, we lie and we cheat, cut throats of every person who trusts us, and for what? Glorious power, glorious po- purpose. We cannot change. We're broken. Every version of us forever. And whenever one of us tries to fix themselves, we end up here in the void. And I was like, damn, that's, that's sad. It's very depressing. It, and what that sounds like is like, you can't change. Mm-hmm. You are who you are. Good luck changing. If you try and change yourself, then you end up in the TVA. Yeah. So just try and be the shittiest person that you know you are all the time. Because if you if you try and just be a better you. yeah, if you try and be a better person, you gonna get pruned. Yeah. If you a POS and you were meant to be that, so just vibe vibing that. Right. I don't know, but I feel like in order to kind of know that you have changed a little bit and i guess like i don't know about kid loki but classic loki he kind of did change because he sent himself off into isolation Mm -hmm. so and then he did live longer than everybody else so he probably is the most like self-aware out of everybody feel like being alone does that to you yeah you it causes you to be more introspective and obviously when has loki ever said he missed thor not never. Exactly. Not ever, ever. Exactly. <laughs> so, obviously, like, he did change, and sucks for him that he ended up It was in the too void. little too late. Right. I would, I, would, I would love to see, like, an old man Thor. That would be cute if he could be reunited, reunited with his brother, but that's probably not going to happen. So, anyway, 
So they go through this whole like plan or whatever. And before the actual plan sets into motion, they have like this quiet moment. And in this point, I wanted to ask you how you feel about Loki and Sylvie. Do you see them like getting into a relationship? Like what is the vibe you're picking up from them? No, I think that they trust each other and they love, they have some type of affinity for each other, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it's going to be a happy ending. Do you see their relationship as like romantic or platonic? Romantic. Really? I am not getting that vibe. I feel, okay. When he like shares the... Because I think my issue is that I would do that with you. (laughs) You would share your blanket with me? Yes. Yeah, I would share my blanket with you, but I'm not going to share my blanket with another dude. Unless I like him. Then I would like share my blanket with him. But is it the same? Because it's her. Okay, but he had a power, Brittany. He could have gave her her own blanket. And he He wanted them to share that blanket. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Because like when people first started saying that they were going to be, that they were in a, people started putting them together in a romantic relationship. I feel like in episode like three, when the, like when they were first on Lamentis and they were like talking to each other and I don't know, I just didn't get it. To me, I felt like they're, this is their first like genuine connection to anybody. Mm-hmm. And it just happens to be someone of the opposite sex. And I feel like they just don't know how those feelings are supposed to feel. And it is also them. Yeah. And I know, like, Sylvie, she's very hesitant because she does say, like, how do I know in my final moments you won't betray me? And I think, like, that's why she's kind of resistant. And then, I don't know. It could be romantic, but it could also very well be like a genuine male female platonic relationship they they, they just it's they're in uncharted territory like I, I feel like it kind of could be that thing where you think you like somebody but actually you end up friend zoning them like we're we're better off as friends like we're at a, we're good friends mm, yeah and then i also feel like if they were going to kiss this would have been the episode to do it that's why I think it's not going to end like I want them to end up like traveling the world together and the universe mm-hmm. and everything but I think it'll end up being tragic mm. yeah I could I could see that again without the, like a relationship reaching any potential mm. yeah I don't know maybe I'm just like maybe I'm jaded because I just thought they were like besties like maybe not brother and sister but they're just like we're close we have a love for each other but it's not necessarily like I want to fuck you no I don't think that it's like a sexual thing oh like taking sex like taking sex out of it I think that it is love like a romantic love but Mm -hmm. without sex being a part of it hmm yeah so I wanted to ask you that because Anthony Mackie was recently like in some drama did you hear about that Mm mm-mm so, you know, like with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, this even happened in um, Captain America, too. People were saying like, oh, there's like relationship vibes between Bucky and Steve. And then for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they're like these two characters, like Sam and Bucky, like they're queer. They're gay for each other. People were saying that. Mm-hmm. And he did say, he was just like, why, why do they have to be gay? Yeah, he put out, well, somebody directly asked him about it. And he said, 
in quotes, the idea of two guys being friends and loving each other in 2021 is a problem because of the exploitation of homosexuality. It used to be guys can be friends, we can hang out, and it was cool. You can't do that anymore because something as pure and as beautiful as homosexuality has been exploited by people who are trying to rationalize themselves. And so people took that. He, he, he said that homosexuality was beautiful. Yeah. And, and he was like, okay, I have something to say. And okay. I, but I want to say it before I forget. Okay, so I just saw this post on Facebook and it was, uh, you probably seen it too. It was a father kissing his son on the cheek. Mm-hmm. And it was like an adult son. Mm-hmm. And it was basically like people don't think that uh, a father showing affection to his son is normal because they think that everything has to be gay. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of like this a similar thing, like on the same spectrum. It's just like you can't just have two bros mm-hmm. that care about each other and are open with each other and have a healthy friendship without it being like toxic masculinity and everything with like if if it's not toxic masculinity then it's gay Mm -hmm. like if you like you know like Bucky was going through stuff yeah and Falcon and the Winter Soldier Mm -hmm. he was going through a lot of stuff and obviously like Sam has the background to help him through that and Mm -hmm. he actually cares about him they done been through a lot of stuff they have the same best friend that best friend not there no more so they're trying to build a bond Mm -hmm. so it's just like why does he have to be why does that have to be gay right why do they have to want to fuck each other in order to have a relationship with each other literally the only thing that makes someone gay is them wanting to have sexual relations with the person someone of the same yeah sex as them yeah so like why does why do you have to add that to it why do you have to add why can't people just be friends why can't people just be cool and that's how i feel and that's how i feel about oh sorry oh i was gonna say that's how i feel about sylvia and loki like i don't know if it's not apparent that they're gonna kiss or be together in a romantic way but i'm just like are we so jaded that we feel like Anybody that sits close to each other and talks for a long time has to be in a relationship. No, I think... Oh, shoot. Dang, now I forgot what I was going (laughs) to say. Uh, And, oh, that's what I meant when I'm like, I don't think that it's lustful, Mm -hmm. the, the way that they love each other. It's like, in a way that... Like genuine you do, love. You, like a genuine love. And it's just like, man, like I could probably be with this person. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you take sex completely out of the equation, you like, I still want to be with this person. Like, that's how I feel. Like how are we going to get married? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> okay. We're on the same page. Right. We Okay. You get me because that's how I feel about Bucky and Sam. And that's how I feel about Sylvie and Loki. I feel like they genuinely love each other. Like, I love you. Mm-hmm. We're going to be like, I think Loki even said in this episode, like, I'm with you to the end. Mm-hmm. Whatever, you, if you're staying, I'm staying. Right. Just like Sam, uh, Steve told Bucky. Exactly. I'm with you to the end of the line. I don't think people know what loving your friend, your best friend looks like. People don't know what love looks like, period. Yes. So that's why when you have two friends of the same sex that show genuine love for each other and show affection towards each other, mm-hmm. they turn it into something that is not. Yeah. And it's almost like turning something that's just as pure and beautiful as love mm-hmm. into something sexual. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be dirty. Right. 
It doesn't have to be. And that's why when you were saying, like, oh, they want to fuck each other. Like, I don't even think that. Yeah, I don't think. I, I have think not that, gotten that vibe at all. I think all. that they just love each other. Yeah. I think as pure as it possibly can be. Loving like, themselves I think, and loving someone else is so new for them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so adorable to watch. Like, they are trusting each other. Yes. And they've never done that before. Exactly. And that's why I want it to be romantic. Because I feel like that would just be the most, like, purest form of a mm-hmm. relationship is just like I just love you yeah it's just the best like foundation like, I, I for like a to relationship be, I like to be around you I like these adventures where we almost die <laughs> and all of this stuff and I think that that I don't think that it should be taken to a point where it has to be sexual yes I, I definitely agree and I, I hate that they tried to drag Anthony Mackie because I don't think he said anything he didn't homophobic. say any he, he literally said that it was something beautiful yeah. but you can't apply that to everything. Mm-hmm. And you also can't say that things are homophobic when it's not. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. And it's a, I guess people do the same thing with, with race, too. Like, mm-hmm. I know I'm tiptoeing on the line, but, like, you not everything is racist. Mm-hmm. You know, it's levels to it, but not everything is racist. Not everything is homophobic. People can speak their minds. He didn't say anything wrong. Yeah. Let men be friends and let men show affection for their friends and affection for people without it being gay and maybe we wouldn't have so much toxic masculinity because that's, just that is that is what they're trying to cover up they yeah. feel like if they show any type of emotion or vulnerability then though people are going to think they're gay but if you no normal afterwards exactly or Ugh. pause yeah like if you just normalize being an affectionate human being mm-hmm. that's full of love and capable of being vulnerable, then you wouldn't have to worry about all that extra stuff. Yeah. You'd be able to just live your life. Like, honestly, I'm so glad I am not a man. Yes. Because I get to they just... Can't ex- do shit. I get to express <laughs> my love for my friends without it being turned into something that it's not. Yeah. And I feel like if you can't love your friends, especially, like, if y'all are literally in life or death situations... Fairly recent, like frequently, yeah. <laughs> you have to kind of trust and love that person so that you can trust. Like, if something happens, like you're gonna help me. You're gonna mm-hmm. try to save me. You got my back. Yeah. So yeah, we okay. on the same page. We definitely are. <laughs> so, that was a, a cool little tangent. <laughs> yeah. So I guess like we'll find out in the next episode, like if they end up kissing or whatever. But I really don't think it's going in that direction. I think people are reaching. Honestly, if they don't kiss, I'll be happy. If they just express themselves, yeah, I'll be happy. Yeah. Um, okay. But I want them to be together forever, but I know that's just not going to happen. It might. I don't know. I'm kind of jaded when it comes to happy endings. True. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, Sylvie thinks that Eliath is guarding whoever is actually at the end of the uh, timeline. And if she can enchant it, she'll slip behind it. Um, so I guess I think the original plan was for her to try to do it by herself and them to do a distraction. But then Loki was like, no, I'm going to stay with you. And she actually ends up teaching him how to enchant. So together they enchant Elias while classic Loki, Loki mm-hmm. is manifesting Asgard. Yes. It was that was amazing. so dope. He like, oh, my God. It and was that, that leads me to believe that. Okay, like in Inception, when they were in limbo and they mm-hmm. built this whole world, that leads me to think that when he was on his planet by himself, that he just kind of made it look like oh. Asgard. And that's probably how he knows that he can do that. He just like made it happen. Yeah. And then he was just chilling by himself. And he does say, I don't, did I write it down? 
He said like something about like Loki's and their power. Like he said like we're way more powerful mm-hmm. than we believe we are, or something like that. Yep. And it it was beautiful how while he's like showing this massive amount of power, our our Loki is like tapping into his internal power and like doing stuff he's never even done before. Yes. And like I think I watched um, a variant comics YouTube video about Loki's actual power set in the comic books. Loki is way is more very powerful. powerful. Yeah, very powerful. They nerfed him a lot. They toned it down, I think, to make it so that he wouldn't be as powerful or more powerful than Thor. Yeah. But they could have gave him a little bit They could have gave him more. Yeah. Because he has, when I can't even remember all the power. It was like a long list of powers. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that he really uses is like his astral projection. And he'll like mm-hmm. kind of manifest like small objects. Yeah. But... And he is pretty good at man like hand to hand combat. Like we've seen in like I think Ragnarok, mm-hmm. he does a little bit more like fighting and stuff. But yeah, th- this was very very impressive. And I'm kind of hoping that the last episode we get more. Yeah, but also that classic Loki isn't dead. I hope that that was the illusion too. I hope so too. Yeah, I hope he did it. It, it was like a projection. Mm-hmm. Like how he tricked Thanos. Mm-hmm. Like. He made it real enough that Thanos thought that he actually snapped his neck. So, Ooh. hopefully, our Loki is learning some shit. I know. Pay, you paying attention? Paying attention Write right? that down. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so she distracts the monster, and then um, oh, I forgot to say that Mobius ends up going back to the TVA. Um, I think Loki, our Loki gave him a temp pad, and he mm-hmm. ended up going back, and then he asked. Uh, Kid Loki, Classic, and Alligator Loki if they wanted to come, but they ended up, you know, staying. So, at the end of the episode, we see that there is this city that he has been hiding, and Loki and Sylvie are walking off towards it. So, the next episode is the last episode, and we are allegedly going to find out maybe what's going on. I think everybody on the internet is assuming that it's Kang the Conqueror. But I do not think that. I don't know who that is, but I do theorize <laughs> that we're gonna get a Spider-Man trailer within the week or two weeks after mm-hmm. uh, the end of Loki. Yeah, I think if so, not yeah. the same day, the next day. <laughs> right, it might be. We might wake up and. Everybody's gonna be flipping out. They're gonna break the internet. I was just about to say that. <laughs> They're gonna break the internet. So, Kang the Conqueror is the villain for the next Ant Man movie, and Jonathan Majors is gonna play him. And they think, from a uh, Lovecraft country, mm. and they think that he is gonna be in this show because Ravona Renslayer is like his girlfriend in the comics. And then I think Elias is like his villain or like something so that's why they think that but every up like every show that we've had so far number one have people have been wrong yeah mephisto yeah it's starting to feel like that kang is the new mephisto yeah (laughs) and that's why i'm just like i don't think so honestly i think it's gonna be one of one or two things my theories is that it's gonna be another loki i think he got there and whoever was there he either killed them and took over and decided that he was gonna rule the timeline because that's you know loki's shit right 
Or I think that nobody's going to be there. And maybe they're going to be, like, seeing, like, statues or something and figure out that maybe it is Kang, but he's not there anymore. He's somewhere else. Hmm. Yeah. I'm actually really excited for this last episode. I might actually watch it on the day I'm supposed to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I don't know. I I think it might be Loki because we see that he is a master illusionist. And in a way, the TVA is a big illusion. Yeah. So he could have created this in order to keep the timeline under his control. And that the TVA agents and stuff, like, these are just the vehicle to do that. Like, these are his minions. And it seems like, and maybe they just haven't, uh, oh, shoot. I don't know what's wrong with my brain today. (laughs) But um, maybe they just haven't shown it. But it seems like there's more variant Lokis than anything else. Mm-hmm. So that would make sense if yeah. it was a Loki and he's there just trying to keep all the Lokis under control. Because they're the and, only ones that can figure it out. Right. Mm-hmm. And then um, that could be why they just took Sylvie. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. Because she a Loki. Yeah. Whoever it is, they don't like Lokis. And it could be very well be Loki who just don't like himself. The whole show is about his own self-loathing. Right. And he well, he knows that he figured it out. Yeah. So his he's his only threat. Right. Mm. I don't know. That would be interesting. Yeah. I mean, it probably is not going to fucking happen. But <laughs> it's fun to think about. Yeah. The castle looked a little like Asgard to me. I can't even remember from what it in my like. From like my vague memory I it did look like wrong. a castle right it did look like a castle and it was kind of yeah maybe i'm just remembering the um classic loki's manifestation know. also there are rumors that there's going to be a season two of this show you did say that the other day yeah they t- changed it from a mini series to a tv series yeah but it's still unconfirmed but i'm assuming maybe next week we'll find that out too hmm, hmm. But yeah, that's all I have. Yeah, same. Thank you guys for listening to our Loki episode four and five recap. We will be back next week on time with the... We're back on track, guys. Right. (laughs) With the season finale. (laughs) Or series finale. Right. One or the other. We'll see. It'll probably be a (laughs) Spider-Man trailer, and we could talk about that, too, next week. But yeah, thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye.